welcome back to another edition of the Slumber Party Podcast. My name is Amanda Jusen. I'm the founder and creator of Baby's Best Sleep. I'm here today with my, <laughs> what's it going to be? I've said life partner. I'm not the my... Rachel to your Monica. Yes. <laughs> I These probably am the mind. Monica. Do you think I'm Rachel? No, but I feel no. like I'm Monica. <laughs> you know, I'm just, like obsessive and <laughs> maybe I would say I'm more than Monica. A combo You're not a clean freak, and that's like a big no. part of her personality. You know? You're very tidy. You're organized, but you're not necessarily a psycho no, like cleaning. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at all. I really am a, not. Oh my gosh. It's so nice though. I like, I, I can't function unless my house is clean. And so I could never function. I, okay. But I can't either, but I'm okay with like, so, okay. W- there is like something online. Hey, There's full like disclaimer, a disclaimer. Your house is always tidy, by the way. It's I know. always clean and tidy. Yes, it is because I couldn't function like that. But when people say things like I always see this on like online moms groups and they'll say looking for a cleaner must be very thorough. And I always have questions about that. Like, what does that mean to you? Like, of course, every cleaner like I have never not been happy with a cleaner that's come in. Never. I can't see. I'm like, wow, you did so much better than I do. It's like as long as the house when you come in, it looks clean and tidy and put together, which I need. I can never go to bed with like a full thing of dishes like my house is always put together. Yeah. But I don't know that I need it to have like a level of sanitation would be, I think a better word that I think some people are looking for. Like, I don't know. Is that you? But I also think people just don't know what to write in those. Like, what are you going to be like? Come clean up my mess. <laughs> yeah, but like, like why know? would you say that? Because it, it, I think if you are getting a cleaner, who's going to come in and be like, you know what? I just didn't think that table needed to be wiped yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so, it's such an indicator of like yeah, the yeah, type totally. of person that is on the other side. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's more like I could see it's like, well, they're you know, I moved my couch in a certain direction and they're like, I don't know, I would never want to work for that client because yes. I would be like, what's your definition of thorough? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, exactly. I mean, I do have a little story about my most recent cleaner who I, by the mm-hmm. way, just let go for no other reason, but just budgeting for my family and we're trying something new and we're trying mm-hmm. to be cool and cleaner. Us too. <laughs> Us too. We didn't went down from like twice a month to once a month. Maybe that's what I'll end up doing after this because I don't know how I'm going to, you know, I, mostly my family. I'm like, if you guys pitch in, it's all great. Right. But no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. they do their mm-hmm. choice, but that's about it. Yeah. Anyways. But, uh, but this one cleaner, it was like the best, most thorough cleaner <laughs> that I had. <laughs> and um, I have this one, like my hood, range it kind of slides out if you want to use Mm -hmm. it and it puts away when you don't want to use it and Mm -hmm. nobody ever thinks to slide it out and wipe the top of it and that's always my my check with the new cleaner is to make sure and does she do it 
they it's not she it's them there's like a team of like five ladies who descend on my house and clean it in an hour which is my favorite part because yeah, I've had cleaners that, that would like too. take the entire day to clean and yeah that's great and everything but it's just like my family cannot function like that especially when my husband works from home but well that's these it ladies exactly. would just like yeah they would descend it's a team they do it they get out and uh, it's a quick and dirty but not dirty it's clean it's very clean. It's very clean. <laughs> no, my our current people are amazing, and they do all the things that I can't that are required. Or I don't yeah. have. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I'm really excited about today's episode. Um, I'm going to read the actual question. So. I don't know if this was all from the same person, but on the day that I had put out my uh, Q and A. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I put out this question and literally the, I had three questions in a row like this. So this is the first question. How do I not feel nap trapped on a two nap schedule? I live in a small town. Everywhere exciting is 30 minutes to one hour drive away. I feel like I can't get anything done in that wake window before having to come back home for another nap. So that's, that's the first question. How, how to feel like my day revolves. I'm not kidding. These are one after another. How do I feel like my day revolves around my baby's naps? Like they determine if I can have a good day. How can I just be chill if my kid has had a bad nap day? I shouldn't feel this obsessed about my baby's sleep. Next question. How do you live after sleep training? Family lives out of town. How to visit them and still keep everyone sleeping. And then that's it. Can you believe that? I mean, if they're not all from the same person, person? no, that's what I thought. I mean, they were all kind of versions of the same question. Yeah. But what I thought, I know what you're going to say. Can I just say what you're going to say? Okay. I think you're going to say you have to just try it. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, yes. You just have to practice doing it. (laughs) But that like, I mean, it goes so much deeper. Like this line here, they determine if I can have a good day is, is sad to me. It like breaks my heart. It makes me want to cry. (laughs) How can I just be chill if my kid has had a bad nap day? And I'm like, fuck, like it, it makes me crazy. And I actually had a conversation with a client very recently about this. Um, because a lot of the work we ended up doing, so it's funny. we, we started working together. Everything with this client was like picture perfect. How's your naps? Bam. How's your nights? Bam. Everything kind of did, 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 did. But every day we would get the same question about what do I do if they skip a nap? What do I do if, and it's like, well, number one, this has never happened to this child ever. The baby has never skipped a nap. So I don't know why we're obsessing about this, but we are. So let's right. go down this road together. Um, and then it would be around, uh, you know, what would happen in the last nap? So our text message support. So we provide support Monday through Saturday until 4 p.m. Because then we put away our phones and we live our lives with our families. Um, but everyone kind of is a little bit nervous about, you know, walking through uh, nap time and uh, the last nap time, I should say, and bedtime without that text message support. And what has kind of become clear is number one, I don't want to change that because I think it's important that parents deal with that without our support and maybe have to troubleshoot because the idea is that I want my clients to have these skills after we work with them. I don't want to create a a dependency on our service or 
a lack of confidence in your own intuition about what your child needs. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that I don't want to sound harsh that I don't want to work with clients. It's like, no, I want you to be able to do this. And I want you to have confidence. So this this concept or this like upset, I don't want to even say obsession, preoccupation, like kind of like worrying, ongoing worrying about baby sleep is so pervasive and it's so common. And it comes from, you know, when you, the first thing I ever learned about baby sleep was never, ever let your baby get overtired. Okay. That's like the cardinal rule. If you're listening to this podcast, you've heard this. Baby Sleep 101, never let your baby get overtired. Why? Because if they are overtired, they will never sleep at night. They'll cry nonstop. All of your shitty nights that you're having are because your baby is overtired. And then so what this creates is like, preoccupation with, well, I have to make sure my baby is never overtired. I've talked about the myth of overtiredness. This is not what this podcast is going to be about. But so then we get kind of in this zone. And then so is that you? Are you making a Okay, I'm glad. I'm like, or, Everybody's home now and they're all getting ready to go. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know, listeners, if you are listening, there is like a little bump, bump, bump. And I am home alone in my house. So I was like, I need this to be you or there's someone <laughs> in my home. <laughs> exactly. No, it's the 48,000 um, feet that are in my home right now and I'm in the basement. So they're all happening above my head. I love it. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. That, that actually <laughs> relieves me. I'm like, ah! um, okay. So yes. So we have this preoccupation and then, you know, maybe the baby isn't sleeping and we can get to a point of the baby isn't sleeping because they're so overtired. There's something that I'm inherently not good enough at. This is an area I don't have skills in for my child. So we start to develop what I, well, what I like to call, I'm not calling this, I'm parroting other professionals, limiting beliefs. And these limiting beliefs can be about your baby, but they're really about your trust in yourself and your instincts about what's going on. So I I do want to touch on overtiredness really quickly because I know that this can alleviate a lot of of minds today. When people overtiredness is bad. It's bad for adults. I mean, it's bad for babies. When I don't sleep, like yesterday when you saw me post Beyonce, I was overtired. My emotions were high. I was probably not the best parent. I'd stayed out later than I ever have before. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. But that creates issues. It creates issues for babies. It can be a little bit more fussy. You might see more protests during the day when you have like that, that overtiredness in the moment. But generally, if your baby is sleeping well, if they're getting 10 to 12 hours of night sleep in a row, they are not overtired. They might have micro overtiredness in the moment. Now, overtiredness and being sleep deprived during, I'm talking like your life. We're talking about a baby that is up every hour on the hour. We're Mm -hmm. talking about babies who aren't napping. Um, My friend was out at the park and she messaged me. She's like, Amanda, if you were here right now, you would die. I'm sitting between beside these two young moms. And this mom is saying, I just wish my baby would sleep. I'm even keeping them up till midnight. 
And she's like, you would die. And I was like, ah, that is overtiredness. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is something you want to avoid. Um, and there are babies who are truly in a state of overtiredness when we work together, but for the majority of you, and especially for this, you know, client or a number of clients, whoever they are, who wrote me to say, how do I start moving on with my life? I have a baby that does sleep well, or maybe you have babies who are, and I'm, I'm, even if you didn't sleep train your baby, your baby is getting like three, four hour stretches several times a night. They're napping, you know, maybe like 30 minutes, even if they're napping 30 minutes throughout the day, if their wake windows are appropriate in between, they're, they're removing that sleep pressure. You're not going to get this big, big, big thing that you're all afraid of. Okay. Right. So let's assume that your baby is not overtired like these clients. You need to start living your life and what can happen and what my like, oh my God, my dream for my clients is to kind of let go of this myth or wish of absolute control. And I went through a thought exercise with a thought exercise is like, um, it's kind of like a CBT thing, like a cognitive behavioral therapy thing where mm -hmm. you can go through a scary thought that you have and you challenge it all the way down. Like what's true about this? What's untrue? What do I tell myself? And what that does is it provides a level of awareness about these limiting beliefs or these thoughts, scary thoughts, anxieties, so you, that you can actually get real with them. Because what can happen if we think about our brains, our brains have pathways, I start thinking about baby sleep. I go right here. So I go from my baby is overtired. Yes, it, it, it means this. My baby is where what we can do is when we challenge those thoughts and we go through thought exercises or we go through different ways of thinking, we kind of, if we're thinking about water flowing from one spot to another, if we continue to build a dam up between your thought and the end response, it's going to be harder for your brain to get to that end scary thought. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. What you're doing through these thought exercises is, especially around baby sleep, is we went through this thought exercise and I said to the client, okay, so what are you worried about? Well, I'm worried about the baby is so overtired that they will have a horrible night of sleep. Okay, let's go through that. When has that happened this week? Well, it hasn't. Okay, so is there truth to this for you? No. Okay, so let's let's acknowledge that number one, number two, let's say that does happen. What do you think is going to happen? Well, my baby might cry a lot before sleep. Okay. Well, what can we do when the baby is crying? Well, I can go to the baby. I can do all of the things that you taught me to do. Okay, great. So we have a plan for that because we've already done sleep training for most of my clients. You've already done sleep training. You've done the hardest part already. So, you know, you can go back to those strategies if you need them. Well, then I'm afraid my night is going to be bad. Okay. Well, who's to say, and by the way, when most people have a sleep regression, it's not because their baby is overtired. It's right. generally when they say the use of words, all of a sudden, everything was going well and my baby wakes. So there's actually zero, if you're watching this, I have a big zero. If you're listening, I want you to imagine zeros. <laughs> There's zero control that we have over whether or not your baby has a shit night of sleep. You have zero control. You have zero control about if you have a shit night of sleep. Mm -hmm. You might do everything right and something might happen. 
You might have something on your mind. You might be learning something new and you might be going over it in your head. You can't control these things. And so we're, we're kind of living for this like scary thought and fear that may never manifest. And the result of that is an unlived life. Yes. We, uh, you know, I'm reading this, that, that first comment, how do I live my life when, you know, my wake window is only this and I want my baby to have a nap. There's not enough time. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. Take the shit nap in the car, do 30 minutes, have your wake window, and then do the shit nap on the way back and do an earlier bedtime and nothing is going to happen. Your baby will have two short naps that day. And there are going to be days where you stayed at home and you did everything you could and your baby is going to have two short nap days even when you didn't even plan on it. Right. So here's the result of that. Like, you're going to go out, you're going to meet up with your friends, you're going to have that play date, you're going to have that social interaction, your mood is going to be elevated, therefore your baby's mood is now going to be elevated. There are unintended positives of saying, okay, well, I'm going to have a deficit in sleep, but I'm going to have an abundance of joy and happiness because I'm doing what I want. That is valuable. And that also is part of your baby's sleep. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot easier to deal with the consequences of some, a few, you know, minutes or whatever, a half hour, an hour missed of sleep and being able to reflect on the day you just had with somebody you enjoy spending time with. Right. And the the thing that popped up into my head when you started talking about this is also like, at least this is, I don't know, I'm not sure how true it is for other people, but for me, what used to limit my ability to leave the house was things that weren't even really to do with the baby right so like let's say I want to get out but I didn't plan for myself for that day to be able to get out of the house and have still things happen the way that they do because you know especially Mm -hmm. with uh not having like if you're having more kids than just one you know so-and-so is going to get back from school. What is their snack going to be? And all of these kind of things, right? So it's like all of those other reasons, like what's, what's going to be for dinner, like that are limiting you from living Mm -hmm. your life outside of the house. Right. So sometimes what would help me is just like the night before agreeing with myself, like you're going to get your ass out of the house tomorrow morning. And Mm -hmm. here are the things that are going to help you do it. You know, Mm -hmm. your husband's going to pick up dinner on the way home. Your kids Mm -hmm. are going to have to, you know, grab a snack on the Mm -hmm. way to school to have in their backpack on the way, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's just what it's going to have to be. You have to sort of like try to arrange your day so that all of those other reasons are not stopping Mm -hmm. you from leaving the house, right? Because a lot of the time, like, I feel like we will say, oh, well, the baby needs their routine or whatever, but it's like the baby's routine is whatever you make it, right? So if baby is used to going out, you know, a couple of times a week, you know, or even every morning, then that's what it's going to have to be. And and you just have yes. to just try to plan around it. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be yes. a granola bar and it can be a rotisserie chicken for dinner, you know, totally. and it, it might have We're to mean that your house is going to be a mess, you know, yes. and that's totally yes. okay. Because at the end of the day, the house is a lot easier to handle being a mess when you've had a full life, Right. When you've had that time or even just that coffee, you know, walk to your local store or drive, you know, listen to a podcast or some baby music. Like my kids Mm -hmm. really responded to that, like playing lullabies, like, yeah. 
and loud, that's... loud wiggles. Yeah, and fruit salad, <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> I, it's a bob. I love it is a bob honestly <laughs> i remember like when sure. wiggles came into our life we're like <laughs> wiggles and then we're like this is a really good show <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and you know you reminded like, me wiggles and chill today <laughs> <laughs> or we find ourselves watching it with no children around us <laughs> um so you reminded me of, I would often get asked, how do your children sleep out of the house so well? How do they go? Like, how do they do that? And I always would tell them, I just did it. I never thought about it. I always, you know, and they didn't all the time, by the way, I should say. I remember going to my in-laws house a few times when, when he was first born and we would go and I would sleep and she would be up all night. She'd have the worst sleeps. And, and guess what? She was outside of her environment. She was uh, new smells, new, you know, stimulation. There were shit nights, but I did it anyway because it was worth it. Right. Like my, my husband and I, we went to Buffalo with, on a family trip with all of his family. I went shopping with my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law watched the baby back at the hotel. My kids slept like garbage both of those nights. It's still one of the coolest and most fun weekends I've had with my extended right. family. Right. I'm so glad I did it. It doesn't like, so number one, my kids do sleep well out of their house for the most part um, because I've always done it and it's a value that's important to me. And if I don't let them practice these things that are challenging, they will never do it. And we also have to get over this myth of control. Well, if I stay home, everything will be great, except maybe not. Mm -hmm. So now you've just risked not having fun. People, you know, will pause their travel, pause, you know, night. I, I work with families who have like Friday night dinner with their families every night. And it's kind of like a later night. So it's like, they're like, well, maybe I should s start skipping that. And I'm like, no, let's make that work. Let's strategize this so you can go every time. So that usually looks like putting the baby down at grandma and grandpa's house and then enjoying your night and then doing a transfer to the car seat from car seat to crib. Mm -hmm. And it works like I want to say 90% of the time for my clients, you're going to get mm -hmm. even those aware babies that might be up from for 15 minutes on the way home, no big deal. You're going to put that baby down. They're going to be tired. They're going to go to sleep. Your calm is their calm. The yeah. only way for you to do these things is to do them and then be okay with a possible bad outcome. You know, when, when people talk to me about travel, they'll be, they'll book, um, calls, you know, we're going on a big trip. I just want to like strategize about what we need to do. Well, here's nap on the go. Don't be obsessed about the length. Enjoy yourself. Be prepared for later bedtimes. Be prepared for protest. Your babies are not these like untouchable things. If, if they're not sleeping well in a hotel on the first night, well, guess what? Neither are you. There's a lot of studies about how people don't sleep well outside of their homes. Be prepared for that. Be prepared for what I'm going to do. I'm going to go comfort them, console them. I'm going to be ready for it. And then anything better than that is a bonus. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Agreed. So 
you know, and my, my final disclaimer is if you are in a point where I go back to that first question or the second question, I think it was, I cannot enjoy my day. If there are bad naps, that feels bigger to me than, you know, about naps. That feels like we might want to talk to someone about why that matters so much to you or what in a bigger context that means for you. Because if you can't enjoy your day, you can't enjoy your baby and there's a lot of frustration. Could it be that there's not enough time in your day for you? Is it, are we lacking in some self care? Is this maybe postpartum anxiety? Maybe is like been there, you know, this is all resonating completely. It's like, I just want her to sleep or him to sleep so I can just have blah, blah, blah. But the, the reality is even in those times that the baby does sleep at home as they should, if you're not taking that time to just Mm -hmm. do you to just Mm -hmm. put on Netflix, wiggles, whatever floats your boat, you know, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) nothing wrong with that (laughs) then then and and again I'm talking like as if I did this so easily and I just allowed myself to veg like definitely was a struggle for me like I'm a doer I'm a getter upper I'm a like you know tidier and a fixer and Mm -hmm. and whatever and like and and that the all of those things when you look back at it now that you're past that point you're just like why the did I care so much about that it's just so insignificant it really doesn't matter like some steamed broccoli and like I said and rotisserie chicken does just the same as you trying to like pull a dinner together or to be you know whatever it is it's just literally what my family is having for dinner tonight (laughs) you keep saying it my ideas (laughs) it's actually what I'm planning to do I'm planning a Costco run this afternoon and that's what we're having yeah um I, it's so true. And I, I just want to, you know, sometimes we do have clients where their babies are sleeping so well, they're going down without any protests. Night times are amazing. Sleep is awesome. And then it's like the client still isn't happy. It's like, well, I really wish my baby was sleeping 12 hours and not 11. I really wish that nap was like one hour and not two. And that is really a signal to us that there's probably some underlying stuff happening. And I want to tell you, like, if things are going relatively okay, if, if, especially if you're after the sleep training point and, and there's really not a lot that your consultant can do for you, or you're looking at your sleep totals and they're in within that normal range, it might be time to try to talk to someone about why you're feeling that way. You know, there's probably something else going on. And I, we know this, I know this because this is my clientele. This is what I do every day. This is like my bread and butter, but I, I was also there. I have been obsessed with my baby's sleep. I have been, uh, I remember very specifically on a net. Well, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, my first daughter, uh, we had like a huge family gathering. She would not sleep at my brother-in-law's house. Um, or, or I say my brother, it was like my, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law's house, but my brother-in-law who has two older children was like, just chill out. And I went totally and utterly berserk on him at the family dinner. And that is not how my family rolls. Okay. We do not do that. I thought I was going to die because then I had to sit down and like 
sit and have dinner, I was like, shut up. (laughs) Like I went so crazy on him and he was like, okay. Anyway, I had to apologize. And like, we are in very great terms now, but like what it it had nothing to do with my child. It had everything to do with me and all the expectations I was putting on. We are telling you this from the other side that Uh, if exactly it's That's a disclaimer. We're we've been there. That's why <laughs> we're doing it. We've we been there. <laughs> we know. And so we're telling you, if you just take some time and have a, a thought experiment day where you let it go and you're in a place where you can say, I'm going to be who I'm going to be easy breezy. See what happens. Okay. And if you can't get to that point, just book a call with your doctor or a mental health professional. Here's another thing. They're not going to lock you up. <laughs> this is always my thing. I'm like, <gasps> if I talk to someone about my postpartum depression, will they? No, they're not. They're going to be like, thanks for calling. And there's so many great people that you can call to do that. And if you need um, some referrals, uh, you should reach out to me. Tanya Kotler and the Rennie Center in Toronto is the very first place I would start her and her entire team of amazing licensed therapists are just incredible. Um, this is not an ad, but I, I really like Rennie in Toronto. I don't know if they do virtual service. I should, I should message Tanya and ask her that. Um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Hope that was helpful. 29 minutes, Lisa. Any final thoughts, parting words? Um, Yeah, just take that pressure off yourself. You know, that's that's all it is. And again, it's just in retrospect. In retrospect, Mm -hmm. that's what I would say to myself when I Mm -hmm. had the three, you know, different experiences with three different, very, you know, unique to themselves. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it really is about just letting go and trying to, and exactly, and just like, <laughs> and letting and and letting yourself say like I'm not okay, you know, in that moment, mm-hmm. and like sort of like, and if you're listening to this podcast and you're already do like you're already halfway there, I feel like totally. if you're reaching out, you're looking for those answers, then then you're the yeah. mom that 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 deserves that, and then you can do that too. You can you can or write send our to mistakes. a friend. Yeah. Like if if you have a friend who's like, I can't go out because of this and this and this, and I can't go out, just be like, Hey girl, listen to this podcast. Like yeah. don't but send also this be episode. prepared for your friend to be like, I'm fine. <laughs> don't I look fine. I'm great. <laughs> very definitely not fine. A hundred percent not. Happens, I was that person too. You know, I was the person that is just like, I'm fine walking in november for two hours straight so this my is baby great. can nap the only way she naps is when the stroller is moving i love it i love this so much i love this yeah i was also totally fine because i'd been to therapy before so when i was like literally right. waking up every day thinking that i was gonna die i was like well yeah. i've been to therapy so i must be dying <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm seven years later still not dying knock on wood but we're okay turns out it was just my brain thinking thoughts um but listen help too that's my other thing is all like i tried to do it all myself and it was just such a mistake (laughs) just even if it's not perfect just take that grandma Mm -hmm. wants to watch your baby if you really feel nap trapped like grandma or friend whoever wants to stay out of your house and 
hang with your yes. baby. There's nothing that's going to go wrong for that three hours. You can leave. Nope. Yep. You can go. You can leave go. Now. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'm going to ask you once again to subscribe to this podcast because that's helpful. I want you to leave a review. I'd really appreciate that. Um, and we'll give back to you. We'll continue making this podcast. Uh, we have the content over on Instagram and TikTok. Um, what else am I going to ask you to do? And then find us at babiesbestsleep.com. You can book a discovery call with our talented consultants, with myself um, in August anyway. And uh, we'll talk soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.